Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Happy Thursday to everyone as we grow closer to the big time. Well, Sunday evening, Sunday late afternoon, Cowboys and Niners will get it on, and we'll have plenty of Cowboys updates as we go throughout the day. Also, lots of uh, lots of talk around the NFL. Changes are being made as we speak. Uh, earlier today, a report that we had kind of already had been out there, the Pewter Report talked about this first. The Bucks fired the offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, amid the overhaul by Todd Bowles. Aaron, guess who else they blamed it on? That's right. There was a female coach who was the assistant defensive line coach for the Bucks, and she was ushered right on out of the building with everybody else. So Bowles, from what I can tell, uh, so maybe a trail blazer in some areas but let's let's blame what happened against the cowboys let's blame an eight and ten season on the uh, female defensive line coach assistant yeah (laughs) yeah the assistant d-line coach who had created a whole new thing and and there are a couple of uh, female coaches now you see some female officials starting to come in the nfl and i think that's great and uh, todd bowles said hey maybe aaron maybe that's a good sign just, you know, treat treat them like, because obviously we're not used to seeing many females in those types of roles, whether it be in the front office or whether it be on the sideline. And um, and, and that Coach Lowe, I, I, I can't remember her last name for sure, but somebody was calling her Coach Lowe because uh, it's, uh, maybe it's Lori. Anyway, she was Coach Lowe, and she is no longer part of the Bucks. The... Um, uh, also, the Ravens talking today, Aaron, about they believe that Lamar Jackson wants to finish his career with the Ravens. Aaron, did you get that sense? Do you get that sense that he's just dying to get out there and perform for the Ravens? Didn't really not, seem like it. Yeah. Do not get that feeling. <laughs> just finished his fifth-year option of his rookie deal. If no new deal is completed by March, Baltimore will place the franchise tag on Jackson to keep him from becoming an unrestricted free agent. The players always love that. Now, he will get huge money for that year. Aaron, what would that be? I, I think, mean, I think now. $35 million or something for oh, one no. season? No, since, uh, since the Watson contract and a couple of others, it's going to be about $45 million. Oh, man, if I was Lamar, I'd think about, hey, why not? Roll the dice. Go play on a big number like that. Uh, This is Aaron, old friend of mine, Eric DaCosta, the Ravens general manager. I truly believe Lamar wants to finish his career in Baltimore. I mean, I I have – okay, here's some more. Uh, Oh, this is Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. I have every faith 
then it's going to get done. Eric wants him here. I want him here. Steve Bashotti, that's the Ravens owner, wants him here. And Lamar wants to be here. So it's going to work out. We'll see. DaCosta declined to say whether the Ravens would entertain trade offers for him. That's not something we're going to talk about at this point. Now, Aaron, couldn't you have just said no? Yes, you could have easily said that. Heck no. And there would have been, I mean, there still would have been speculation, but there would have been less. By the way, yeah, the franchise tag for this year, assuming that no one else, that another quarterback, which is, you shouldn't assume that another quarterback doesn't sign a giant contract and bumps it up even further, but it's, Forty-five point two four eight million this year, fully guaranteed. All right, there's the uh, there's the number. That's a big number. And uh, DeCosta went on to say Lamar was hurt. His unique style as a mobile quarterback and a freaky type of athlete out there on the field and having a serious knee injury makes it difficult. I know he was trying to come back. Doesn't it almost kind of sound low behind those words? Kind of like, well, most most quarterbacks could have gotten out of there, but. Lamar, he's he's too athletic to be able to come back. I don't know. This the whole thing is kind of murky, and I kind of don't believe what's going on there. Now, meanwhile, elsewhere in the league, the uh, Dolphins fire defensive coordinator Josh Boyer after three seasons in the role, and that is uh, wow. After four seasons with the franchise, the last three as defensive coordinator, the team announced Thursday that Josh Boyer was out. The Dolphins also fired safety coach Steve Gregory, outside linebackers coach Ty McKenzie, and assistant linebackers coach Steve Ferentz. Boy, just just knock them all out while you're at it. The coach uh, said in a statement, I'm grateful for Josh's contribution this year and throughout his tenure. The defense made strides through the season, so coming to this decision was not easy. But ultimately, I feel it's in the best long-term interest of the Miami Dolphins and the continued growth of our players and team. Now, Aaron, at some point, you run out of people to fire, and then they'll say, hey, Mike McDaniels, what about you? What, do you, you know, what, what, uh, what are you bringing to the table? Uh, Boyer was retained on staff after the Dolphins fired Brian Flores after the 2021 season with the hope that his unit could retain its productivity from the second half of last season. So his career uh, in uh, Miami comes to an end. So lots of uh, lots of breaking news around the league right now as we kind of uh, – we kind of look uh, around. I also like Aaron that Gronk is out there talking about all the, all the calls that he was getting this season. Had a chance to come back and play and decided not to. He said, this year my mindset wasn't even close to going back out on the field. Even when a couple teams called me, it just wasn't there. The situation was the right situation, but my mindset wasn't there. I feel the mindset just isn't there. Even going to this offseason, I would say it's a very slim chance. Oh, to be Gronk. Aaron, just kind of go around making appearances, being on USAA commercials, and then constantly keeping alive the chance 
to possibly return to the NFL at age 33. Um, wow. He, and he did go ahead, by the way, and uh, made a prediction as the team, as who will show up in uh, Glendale for the Super Bowl, Buffalo Bills. All right. And uh, that was uh, – that was that's interesting. That's who he's going with. Aaron, did you get a chance to check in? Uh, and by the way, at four twenty today, we are going to have Michael Woodson on, and I'm excited about that. Coach Woodson, the Baylor men are going to get going. Got to go up this weekend and face the number one team in the country in UVA. They're also going to do some William and Mary. Going to play them and kind of warm up things on Friday, tomorrow. And then uh, two days later, I believe, yes, on Sunday, they'll get it on with UVA. Aaron, that's, I mean, that's, I think they're the defending national champions. UVA can play some tennis, man. So that'll be good. But, Aaron, I don't know if you've been watching any of this Australian Open. Unbelievable action. Uh, Jensen Brooksby, former Baylor player, wins last night in just a, I mean, really great match against Casper uh, Rude from, I believe he's Norwegian. And Casper uh, Rude was the number two seed in the Australian Open. And Aaron, I'm watching it last night. It was kind of fun. The One of the announcers suddenly goes, shout out to the, and he had a great South African accent, Shout out to the, the Baylor Bears in Waco, Sikkim Bears or something like that. That's not a great South African accent, but I, it's something I've been working on. And, Aaron, I'll continue to work on that, but I thought that was neat. Watching the Australian Open, and so what a match. And he had match point to win in straight sets, and he couldn't get it done. He was up 5-3, and he was serving for the match, and he just, the guy kept fighting. The guy is rude, is really, really a fine player. But Jensen Brooksby, who is, I think, 39th in the world right now, was unseated in this tournament. But, Aaron, the good news is the Americans, and I know some of the European players aren't in this, Nadal was hurt and did not go over there. Um, who's our man, Aaron, that gets so mad and everything? He's not playing in it. He's featured in this new Netflix show. and But the good news is, and, and Jokovic is, going, is uh, in this thing, but eight Americans still, still in the tournament, still advancing to the third round. Like either seven or eight, I think it was eight, American uh, men's tennis players. And that's kind of, that's pretty rare. For that many player, and of course, uh, Jensen Brooksby is an American player from Sacramento, I believe it is, in, by way of Waco, and now he is one of the great young American talents. Tommy Paul, uh, Tiafo comes to mind. There's some really good ones. Taylor Fritz is number eight overall. Aaron, you're a man who likes uh, Amazon Prime. Um, um, you like. Uh, Hulu, all of that. Right now on Netflix, if you liked the show that was on Formula One racing that was so incredible, and I'm not even a big racing guy, and I love that show on Netflix, they now have one for um, professional tennis, both men's and women's. 
following some of those people. Now, the player I was trying to think of a minute ago, for some reason it was slipping my mind, is Nick Kyrgios. And for whatever reason, I think it may be an injury. Kyrgios is not playing in the Australian Open. He is Australian. He's amazing. Uh, this is a, That's a tough one for him because he would have had a great shot at this thing. But it's opened the door for others. And if you like tennis, and so this morning there was a marathon match that was on here this morning, which I think in Australia is actually Friday. It finished early in the wee hours of Friday morning in Australia. But, Aaron, the match went five hours and 45 minutes. Andy Murray gets the, uh, gets the win, and he takes down um, Koki, Koki Novik, Koki Nakas, Koki Nakas of Greek heritage but is an Australian and it was played in front of a rabid, raucous crowd. And Andy Murray, the 35-year-old Scotsman, all right, from Great Britain, but we, we claim him. I'm a Scotsman. I'm, I've got Scottish heritage. Uh, Andy, I mean, what an amazing match it was. And it just went on and on and on. Five hours, 45 seconds. There were so many times he appeared down and out. Aaron, two sets down to start it. He's down two sets. All right, you just don't see a lot of comebacks, especially at that level. When you're down two sets, he did it. He came all the way back, wins three straight sets, and Andy Murray is advancing to the third round. He has been <clears throat> the runner-up in the Australian Open five different times. Five different times. Unbelievable. And uh, it is uh, it is remarkable to watch all of this. All right, Aaron, we do have the um, the great Michael Woodson, Baylor tennis coach. They'll be calling us in just a few minutes, so let's get ready for that. We'll talk some tennis with Baylor's uh, well, one of the great coaches in the country, Michael Woodson. That is next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Second and 10. Elliott's back in the game. Only heard here. Prescott in the gun. Back to throw. All season. Well protected. Going to the end zone. Schultz at the goal line and he's in for the touchdown. This Sunday, it's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs with your Cowboys visiting the San Francisco 49ers on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys 49ers this Sunday at 430 on our sister station in Fox Sports Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential installation, service, and new construction for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star ratings and Google reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373 and on Facebook. Member Better Business Bureau, license TACLB 106271E. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at lafiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women get back on track with a win in the Farrell Center over Kansas State last night, 69 to 48. The Bears will be back at home on Sunday hosting Texas, 4 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. TCU has found their offensive coordinator. Kendall Browse will leave Arkansas to join Sonny Dykes in Fort Worth as the Frogs' new OC. Five NFL teams will have home games abroad next season. The Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, and the New England Patriots will each host an international game next season. Jason Kidd not happy with the Mavs defense as the Mavericks lose to the Hawks 130-122. Cowboys add a kicker to their practice squad. Tristan Viciano will be the insurance in the wake of the Cowboys kicking woes on Monday night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas rolling through a Thursday now joined by Baylor men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and uh, Michael always great to to have you on and uh, as you guys get ready to get this uh, on with William and Mary uh, tomorrow and then UVA on uh, Sunday I mean Michael there are easier ways I know y'all have already had that other match for the spring and um, and did very nicely, I might add, uh, it hosting those groups. Incar- Incarnate Word was one of them. Uh, but, my goodness, I mean, to tee it up with 
number one Virginia. Uh, <laughs> you you kind of like to – I mean, you're going to test your team immediately, huh? Hey, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, you know, these the guys come to Baylor uh, to play the best. And, uh, you know, so f- for us to, to have these opportunities to test them against the best in the country, the defending national champions um, at their home courts, uh, you know, early on, I-, I think is exactly what we need, um, you know, to, to really see where we're at right away. And, uh, you know, but we have a lot of work to be done tomorrow morning. We're certainly not looking past William and Mary. They're a very well-coached team, and uh, they have a – they're very tough now. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that test as well, which is, which is why we're here. All right, what do we think, uh, like, the fans-wise for something like this, to see two elite programs, Baylor, Virginia? Obviously, I'm not going to look past William and Mary either. But uh, what, what do we – it sounds like I am, doesn't it? Um, what do we what do we what are the fans like for Virginia? I know you got some uh, rabid fans at Baylor and even I, I saw some of your young guys kind of loving the fact uh, you know kind of talking about the crowd that seemed to make an impact. What kind of environment do you think this will be? Uh, it should be a great environment. you know they always draw very well because they've had you know they have such a long history of great success um, and and they're one of the favorites uh, you know to win it all again this year and and so, I mean, there's a lot of excitement and buzz around that program. Uh, and this is their first big match. Um, you know, so to, to have this opportunity to host us, um, one of the ITA matches of the week, uh, I think for both of us, there's a lot of anticipation to just see where our, where our teams are at. Uh, so I, I think it's, it should be a great crowd on a Sunday afternoon. And, uh, I, you know, I hope the environment is, is tough. You know, that's what we need. All right. Did you stay up and watch um... – Jensen Brooksby last night, the uh, the the former Baylor Bear. I mean, this is always fun when he he, and he did really well in the U.S. Open, as you recall, and we talked about it then. But boy, to me, uh, that was his best moment so far as a pro to take down the number two seed in the Australian Open in Casper Rude. How excited were you about that? Just really, really happy for him and, and all the hard work that he's put in. Um, this was, It was all on full display. You know, we all knew uh, – we've all seen Jensen handle big moments very well, uh, but for him to topple a, a top-five player in a Grand Slam, one of the favorites to win that tournament, uh, in that moment and, and have his first top-five uh, win uh, is just incredible. And, and knowing him as well as I do and the, some of the conversations we've had, he didn't have the best end – of the season last year um, and some of those struggles, you know, he's really gone hard to, to work on some of the things specifically on the tennis court, but really working a ton on his fitness. Um, and I think that that showed in a big way last night. I think a lot of people counted him out at the end of the third set and uh, he did a phenomenal job to, to really regain momentum and, and finish it off in the fourth. It was what a performance. Now, has he always been kind of funny? I mean, in that expressive <laughs> Like, I, I don't remember in the U.S. Open. I'm sure he has, you know, that's part of his game. But, man, that was – and I think I was watching the ESPN Plus broadcast, and I think one of those announcers, who you know, by the way, uh, said that he was being cheeky. They, it sounds like a very <laughs> British term. <laughs> but he's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's very, very competitive. And so he, he gets so locked in and engaged in the competition. And this is how he was at Baylor. I mean, it didn't matter if we were playing cards or pool or tennis. He, he, was, he just had to win. 
Um, if you ever watch him play ping pong, you'll you'll know. Uh, that what he's doing out there and how he's acting, that's how he is in every sport, no matter what's on the line. And I think it's really cool <laughs> to see him have those expressions in such a big moment because I see it in things that, I mean, you, everybody would say don't matter. Uh, you know, little, little fun games to pass the time. Uh, he's that competitive and, and it really does come out on the court. And I thought that that five, four game where he did actually get broken, where he had those match points, just he, he, he just shows you what's on his mind, how he's feeling, where's his emotions on his sleeve. And I think it allows the fan to really connect with him and understand what, what these incredible athletes are going through in pressure situations. Yeah, it, it, Michael Woodson, Baylor men's uh, tennis coach, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. I think he was basically crying out between uh, sets, how, how, how. And, and, and meanwhile, rude. Goes off for like a uh, you know a set a, 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 you know an outfit change. He has a complete, and I thought that was an interesting talking point for everybody. It was like here's all this momentum. He's trying to break back in this thing. He avoids getting beaten in three sets, straight sets, and he just disappears for a good while. And and I, I, I like 14 minutes later he reemerges. In some ways, that may have given Brooksby a chance to clear his mind a little bit, and even. From a conditioning standpoint, although he's very young and obviously he's in great condition, but it seemed like maybe that was – I think it ended up maybe working to Jensen Brooksby's advantage. I'd, I'd have to agree, agree with you. It was a very strange move uh, competitively from Casper because he looked very good physically. You know, there was, there, there was the physical piece that Jensen was going through, but also just the mental letdown of having blown three match points on your own serve. Um, you know, and, and not closing it out and then having to come back. I think Casper maybe misinterpreted what Jensen was going through um, physically. Uh, knowing him as well as I do, that I mean, those were, those were nerves, um, certainly very physical points, but Jensen's used to playing that type of uh, physical tennis point after point after point. But what he was, you know, him going down on one knee, him, struggling to catch his breath in those moments was a I mean yes physical but a lot of that was just the 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 anxiety of trying to close out a match against the you know your your biggest one of your whole career and I think it allowed him to to reset and uh it really showed at the start of the fourth set um it was a surprising decision yeah what do your guys do on uh when they win those net points I found that interesting too because he won he won one he didn't exactly do the sign for you know, the apology that you often see with pro tennis players. Is that – what do you teach? Is that – are you obligated? I mean, even for amateurs, uh, and I love playing, but, you know, I kind of try to emulate what I've seen on TV, which is just kind of put your hands up and, you know, I don't say a huge apology, but kind of like, hey, sorry. What, what is the what, – what, what, what do you think is supposed to happen there? It's a gentleman's sport, you know, and and I think uh -huh. more, I think it, more and more, it's it's a really physical, competitive, emotional battle, and so, you know, I, I think it's less and less um, guys put their hands up because it doesn't always feel very genuine, you know. Are you really sorry <laughs> that the ball hit the net and dropped over for you to win the point? Um, but but our guys all put their hands up, one or two hands, you know, put their racket up. Sorry, you know, but sorry, not sorry, really. Um, and, and so I, I kind of appreciate just, you know, as long as you're not cheering in their face or anything like that, I mean, it, it is a funny thing that we do in tennis. 
um, you know, where it's just kind of uh, an unwritten rule that you're supposed to apologize when something like that happens. How cool was it to see one of these announcers as the, the father of one of your players? Luke is one of your uh, freshman uh, South African player. I mean, that is a uh, – that, and that was so cool last night. He gave the Bears a shout-out. Uh, Robbie did, a former player himself. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, said, you know, and then he kind of sheepishly said, I have a, I have a son on the team. They started saying, is he, is he have your winning spirit or is he as nice as you or something like that? And he said, he, he kind of said, well, I hope so. I mean, I think so or something, but that's got to be kind of neat to watch some of these pro tournaments and hear one of your players' dads on there. It's, it's really cool. And I had an opportunity to talk to, to Robbie before the match and, um, you know, and, and uh, so I knew he was going to be calling it. I think it's really cool uh, to have Luke here. I mean, he's such a wonderful young man with a very, very bright future on and off the court. Um, so just to have the opportunity to work with Robbie's son is, is a real treat. Uh, but to see him, uh, you know, be a, who is, I mean, he's widely regarded as one of the best uh, announcers in the game. Um, he's all over Breakpoint. If you've watched that Netflix series yet, they use his voice over all the time because he's so good. Um, to hear him uh, talking about Baylor and about Jensen and his own son and, and just how proud he is, I think is really cool. And I, I hope we can continue to make him proud of, of what we're doing here. All right. So are you liking that Netflix? Because I watched the Formula One and then I've had a couple of buddies tell me, man, this is really good. You got to check out the, the tennis part of this. It's the same group who did the Formula One, which I'm not even a racing guy. And they did an incredible job with it. And I did enjoy watching that. What's the tennis been like? And is Nick, I, you know, I think it's probably pretty smart to do your first episode episode on Kyrgios, right? It was really, uh, yeah, a, a great choice. I think, you know, I've watched it, uh, what's out so far. I think they, I, I, like you, I wasn't an F1 person. We have, you know, a couple of my staff members are huge F1 fans and players uh, on the team. And, and to wa- watching that got me into the sport. And I think it's really taken F1 to another level, especially in the United States. And I, I think that this is exactly what tennis needs. And I, I believe that it's, it's made in a way that it really appeals to and uh, is sympathetic to the person watching it that doesn't know tennis. It explains the rules. It explains how the tour works. It does a fantastic job. It's really well made. And I'm excited because I think tennis needs this. There's, there are so many incredible personalities, and it really is so hard out there um, that you know, this will give another level of appreciation to just the common sports fan. Um, and I hope it can do what, uh, you know, what Netflix has done for F1 with Drive to Survive. All right, tell me about some of these freshmen that made their debuts uh, recently. Justin Braverman, uh, Somber with a Z uh, at the front of his name, uh, Velez, and and then Luke, who we're just talking about. Um, You know, it's always interesting to start working in some young players into the lineup. Um, Do you, and I know it's early, but does it feel pretty, uh, uh, has it been pretty seamless? What's that been like? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, we have four freshmen, two two of which are not eligible yet, and we have three sophomores. So out of the 11 guys on the team, we have seven underclassmen, uh, wow. which has been a, a lot of fun. Uh, it, it just feels like a, a different group. Um, you know, we have some old guys that have a ton of experience that have been fantastic leaders, um, but it, it really does feel like a, a page has been turned over. And, and I have to say, I mean, this group is, 
they just like being around each other so much that it makes everything that we're doing, even if we're delayed at an airport waiting for a flight, it makes it fun. Um, and, and practice in the matches. And, and it really came out in the matches how much these guys enjoy each other. Uh, and I thought they exceeded my expectations for the, for the first matches. Um, you know, Jambor uh, from Hungary is, uh, is really coming into his own. Um, I think that, you know, expectations are high from him for him. And uh, we're starting to really see that. I think Justin missed a lot of last year with an injury. And so he's come a, a long, long ways. Luke just got here, um, didn't, wasn't here in the fall. Um, but is here now and, and is doing a great job. And then seeing guys like Ethan Musa and Marko Miladinovic uh, really uh, taking, I would say, three or four steps to, to the elite level where they, you know, they, they can easily play in the lineup on a national championship team. Uh, I love seeing that. It's very rewarding as a coach to, to watch their excitement and, and success out there. So I, I hope they can continue building on it because their excitement to play with each other for Baylor is special. All right, I'll be working with my pronunciation guide as these guys get on into the program, Michael, and make sure Jean, Jean Boer, I like that, and uh, that's he's going to be around for a good while is the is the hope. The um, uh, What about your doubles? I mean, one of the, the rankings, uh, I was reading something where Finn Bass and, and Juan Pablo uh, ranked at number three in the double rankings released uh, uh, at the end of the fall season. I mean, is that... Uh, it have, I guess they've continued to work together. What What is sort of making them and what's made them so successful as a team? Yeah, we, you know, we going into last summer with Sven and Matias graduating, we knew that we were going to have to shake up the doubles a little bit. Um, and we mm-hmm. had this idea that we thought that they would complement each other well, uh, personality-wise, and we were hoping uh, game style-wise because we needed to move Finn from the do side to the ad side if we were going to do it. And, and they've clicked faster than, than we were really expecting. Um, Finn just has so much uh, skill in doubles and uh, covers the court so well. And, and Wampy serve in return just at such an elite level that they really just had a ton of success. They did well in all three tournaments that they played together, and they made the semifinals and nationals in the fall. So I think their ranking is well-deserved. Um, and, you know, we, we played them once together on Sunday, and they did very well. So, uh, you know, it looks like the chemistry is still there and, and certainly continuing to build. And we're, we're starting to figure out what we want to do in doubles. We've, we've got a lot of skilled players. Um, and it's just finding the right matchups and, and seeing the guys gel together and get comfortable with each other. All right. Well, this is going to be fun, uh, especially Friday and Sunday. Uh, you can mo- We can monitor some of this, and I think we'll have some court views. Um, uh, but it's going to be kind of neat to, to keep up with that. And I'm sure your folks and Colin and everybody will be all over social media. I, I like kind of keeping up with it that way and finding out how things are going. What about the uh, Andy Murray, by the way, uh, in more Australian Open? I mean, that to me, you know, I, I, I'm like, wait, what day is it there? It, it was like four. That thing finished at 4.05 a.m. on I think Friday morning in Australia. I was trying to, I was trying to get it right in my mind. But what an amazing! I, you know, I kept thinking, well, you know, Kofi or Kofi Nadas, the the guy he's play, Well, and that's the guy, isn't it? That's uh, been with Curios playing doubles. Yeah. The the young Australian, and that, he was so good and so dominant. But Murray, I mean, at times he looked like he could was barely even able to trudge around. And yet he would get to everything. Um, that to me, that's got to go down as one of Andy Murray's in what has been a championship career, one of his greatest matches ever. 
to to just come back from what he did against uh, Berrettini, you know, in four hours and 40 minutes, I, I thought that was an incredible display uh, to win 7-6 in the fifth. I, I thought there's no way he's going to be able to play at a very high level with everything that he's been through. Um, and then to, to fight back from 5-2 down in the third, uh, and, I mean, five hours and 45 minutes, the longest match he's ever played in his career, coming off of a four-hour and 40-minute match, and to win that, I mean, yeah, there's there's really no words. I mean, it is an incredible display at 4 a.m. To, to keep your focus that long, to keep your body just going. I mean, the, the mental performance there is one we will certainly use uh, with our players as, as a great teachable moment. Yeah, and, and have them do interviews right after playing for five hours and 45 minutes with 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 somebody kind of trying to be funny. I mean, I, I thought he was hilarious. Like even some of the there was a, the the I don't know if you heard the post uh, you know interview. The guy asked kind of a weird question, and you know he had a funny answer about his his wife. So uh, I I just you know I, you feel for these people. I, I mean, I was really happy and rooting for Murray, but uh, you know like Kokonakis, you're just like okay, how many more opportunities will he have? When Nadal and Kyrgios and like several of these other places, you know, Casper's already been knocked out. How many chances do you have in this kind of draw where he's good enough that he could have maybe gone all the way? And uh, and and he had so many chances and and he fought back. I mean, it's not like he he choked. I mean, he was valiant in his effort. But what Murray did, and I and I love the expression afterwards. Isn't that funny? Because he. I've always kind of thought of him as being Scottish, Britain, maybe, you know, pretty composed uh, to a certain extent. But I was reminded watching him, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with Jensen, how expressive he can be. And after all that, he just went back on the court after winning and just let out several screams. You know, and I just thought, that's good. You know, that's that's just kind of cool to, to see that release. No, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, he and he deserves it after something like that. I mean, that's that's the moment that you really play for. And to kind of let it all out there, um, you know, was really, really special. So, you know, I think that's what we all dream of, an opportunity. But then, you know, to have somebody like Kokonakis to go down and defeat is, is just hard to, to watch as well because you know, like you said, what an opportunity that was. Uh, to let it slip for your, from your – from your grasp is is really difficult to do. I mean, he, that one he's he's going to lose sleep for a while over something like that, um, and so uh, it's really hard. I mean, really, really yep. tough to deal with. Yeah, I think they said eleven times he's now done that, overcome two set deficits, which just seems insane. But it just speaks to his mental focus and, and how much of a warrior he is in his heart. All right, Michael, uh, always love visiting with you, not only about uh, pro tennis, but love love talking to you about your team and can't wait to see you this weekend. And no matter what the outcome, it's going to be a great experience, and uh, you guys will, will, will build on it. Appreciate you taking the time. Of course. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Michael Woodson, the uh, – well, one of the best coaches in all of college tennis and uh, took over under interesting circumstances as the uh, interim coach and did so well. He became the full-time coach and uh, just a uh, just a really good guy and a fun guy to talk because he's so passionate about tennis. And if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of into tennis these days as well. Aaron, is, are you going to – is this rubbing off on you at all? Will you – 
will you maybe watch some of the Australian Open? If I it, hearing hearing all our excitement about these matches, negative. Oh, stop it! You, you got, for some reason I knew that was going to be your take. <laughs> no, you need to. I think you need to embrace this. All right, it's Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas Campus Confidential is next. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Bears and the Sooners this Saturday from Norman. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. The uh, portal has closed. Now, that doesn't mean they're not... People still in the portal and the graduate transfers, they can kind of show up and do whatever they want. But in terms of the the one-time transfer type rule, the, there are windows of the portal. And one of the portal windows, which opened up in whenever that was, December, when all hell was breaking loose and early signing day and everything else, the portal has closed as of today. So, Aaron, we, uh, we, we had, we'll have kind of a flourish of, of – activity and then it will get going again in may i believe sometime in may we'll get the portal up and running again right and as you mentioned it doesn't mean that there won't be any more incoming transfers to baylor but they would already have to be in the portal because yesterday was the last day to enter speaking of the transfer portal old miss and head coach lane kiffin scored big again in the transfer portal with the commitment from Former Oklahoma State All-Big 12 quarterback Spencer Sanders. He is the second big-time quarterback to commit to Ole Miss in the last few days as former five-star LSU quarterback Walker Howard committed on Wednesday. They also have transfer uh, Jackson Dard, who transferred last season from USC and started last year. He threw for almost 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. So they are kind of in a similar situation as Baylor. As far as numbers, they went from nothing in their quarterback room except for last year's starter to now having three on scholarship. And uh, they just got two big-time recruits last week. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. How do you think Jackson Dart feels, D-A-R-T, I think when, when all these guys just start, you know, Spencer Sanders, who's been in college football for about seven years <laughs> over at Oklahoma State, and then Walker Howard, who, as you we've talked about quite a bit, was one of the top three quarterbacks in the country and one of the great dual-threat type quarterbacks at LSU. Even the LSU people, where he's transferring out of there, are kind of bummed about this one. Like, they thought he was a tremendous recruit. and But I think, as you pointed out, Maybe he committed before Brian Kelly, so he may just not be the perfect fit for what Brian Kelly's doing, but he's a huge talent. Like, I mean, we're talking five-star, can-do-it-all, Walker Howard, and then in walks Spencer Sanders. I mean, that's got to make the other school 
that Spencer Sanders was thinking about Philly to do. He walked in there to where they have all sorts of quarterbacks already. Aaron, you might have just said this, and I, I usually am paying very close attention, so pardon me if you did say this, but I think the other school Spencer Sanders was trying to consider was Auburn. And and he they don't end up getting him. And I, to me, Auburn might have been a better opportunity than, than going to Ole Miss. But um, who knows? Who knows? And, you know, when you leave Oklahoma State after all these years, you decide, hey, I want to go play somewhere. I, here's what I think is happening. You're looking for the best situation. You'd like to get a payday in case Oklahoma State isn't doing that great on the NIL. If somebody can say, hey, we can guarantee you, I don't know, 100K, I, I think – I think that would get Spencer Sanders' attention. And Ole Miss and Auburn are both very capable of doing that. And, uh, Aaron, we, we're very familiar with the new Auburn coach. So I am, uh, I am surprised Auburn would lose out to Ole Miss on a money deal. Because I, I just think as, as great a program as Ole Miss has become, it's not great, but it's a good program, I, I kind of feel like Auburn is willing to do more on the NIL front. I may have that wrong, but I just but, but and there's also something about Kiffin. Kiffin's kind of a funny, weird, nutty character, and I do think some players are kind of drawn to that. Yeah, and it, it's interesting that you bring up what Jackson Dart must be thinking right now. I was kind of thinking the same thing because this happened the day after the last day you can enter the portal. I mean, do you think he's Kind of feeling like would have been good to know yesterday. <laughs> yeah, not that I, he that would is... automatically transfer because of competition, but like you said, you're talking yeah. about a almost a, a four year starter at Oklahoma State, all Big Twelve, and then one of the highest rated prospects in the country coming out of high school just mm-hmm. last year, commit to the school that you were starting quarterback for last year. They might have told these guys to hold off, hold off, fellas. Hold off till the window closes. Let's lock Jackson in for a little while. This is what they now guarantee is that they can have a spring battle. Jackson will be there. Spencer will be there. Can you imagine, Aaron, after all those years at, at uh, in Stillwater, and you show up and you got to get involved in some kind of spring battle, and you got to meet a bunch of new teammates. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm Spencer. I've been over here at Oklahoma State. I'm about 28 years old. I've been playing about seven years. Good to meet y'all. I mean, that is an interesting thought process with him showing up and, and what spring ball will be like. And then Walker Howard, of course, starts all over as well. Man, what a battle. What a battle that's going to be. And Dart's not bad. He's not great, but he's not bad. I mean, he had to back up. Aaron, what's our guy's name that was so good from Ole Miss? Corral? See how he says his name? Yeah. Matt, Matt Corral. You remember him? Mm-hmm. And he and, and Jackson Dart actually came in after he got injured in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl, didn't he? And played the rest of that game, I believe. I don't. I think no, that was I actually, another right. no, that's quarterback. A, that, that's yeah. not him. Yeah, because he yeah, transferred so, from USC after the, uh, the uh, bowl. Correct. I just can't remember the other player's name, but he, he was not bad either. But he's all, that guy that came in has transferred out of Ole Miss already. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton with some fine work there on 
Campus Confidential. We do it every day at 440. Next, we take a peek inside the portal with one of the country's most recognized portal gurus, Chris Hummer, 24-7. Hi, everyone. With the Cowboys Playoff Report, I'm Christy Scales. Kicker Tristan Vizcaino has been signed to the practice squad as insurance after Brett Maher missed four extra points in Monday's win, causing panic in Cowboys Nation that Maher has the yips. Details on Maher's approach at practice this week right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. When kicker Brett Maher missed four extra points in Monday's wildcard playoff win, he became the butt of jokes, and Cowboys fans are panicked that he's got the yips. But the person who holds for Maher's kicks, Brian Anger, says panicking and making changes is the worst approach heading into Sunday's divisional round game. Just having a consistent work week. He's a calm guy. He doesn't overreact to things. Um, that's the worst thing you can do is overreact and try to make a bunch of changes. So um, we're going to keep it the same. It's repetition and it's repeating things mentally. And that's where he's got a good he's got a good mental game. Cowboys 49ers kickoff Sunday afternoon is 5:30 Central. As today's Cowboys playoff report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team. ESPN Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Glass Doctor, our trained specialists are experts at fixing foggy and cracked glass, leaving any residential window looking like new without replacing the entire window. Bring back the view of any window with Glass Doctor. Visit glassdoctor.com to request a free estimate on repairing your foggy or cracked windows. Let Glass Doctor bring back your view. Call the Glass Doctor, we'll fix your paint. Oh, yeah. 
ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, lots to get to today. More Cowboys uh, coverage coming up at about 525. Chris Hummer joining us now, National College Football Writer, Transfer Portal Expert, for 24-7 sports, also a Texas native. The man's has spent some time around the uh, Metroplex. Chris, uh, I mean, do you go on vacation now that the uh, finally the window, we have these portal windows now, and I know it's not completely shut because there's some things that can happen, but the window has officially closed until May. Can you, can you go take a little time and, and recover now? I hope so soon. Uh, we still got the push to signing day and got several more transfers out there uh, figuring out where they're going to go still. So not not quite, but uh, I'm All looking right. forward to hopefully a slower February. All right. What about this uh, Nebraska thing with Matt Rule? Isn't that in- interesting? You had something just a little bit ago up at uh, Portal News landing the former Georgia tied in uh, Eric Gilbert. Uh, five, former five-star prospect. Isn't it funny that now we're in 2023 and we still think back about these guys that were five stars back in the day? Walker Howard's now at Ole Miss. He was a five-star at some point. Once you're a five-star, no matter what you do, uh, where you show up, you can spend two or three years there, Chris. You never lose your five-star status, do you? 
I don't think so. And I mean, <laughs> I I know uh, I know you're saying this in jest, but I think there is a little to that. Like um, when you say somebody's a five star, um, it's this, it's kind of the idea of hope that they could be something. Uh huh. Um, and Eric's case, like he is arguably the most talented high school tight end ever. Um, I think he was the highest rated tight end in 24-7 sports history. Um, his problems have been off the field, not on the field, um, in terms of kind of getting himself together. But if people remember, um, he was a true freshman at LSU who was one of the best tight ends in the country for about eight games before he decided to transfer in 2020. Um, so, yeah, you, I, you definitely – I mean, some five stars are clearly bust, and they're always going to have that five-star label kind of said in mocking fashion. But until a player's career is done, like there's always the hope that they can live up to that five-star potential. Isn't it interesting to see Matt Rule almost still behaving like he's coaching in Texas? He's spending a ton of time here. And then, Chris, the story came out about him uh, hiring the, the UIL, a big-time UIL executive, uh, and of course, that's the uh, UIL is what we have in Texas. I mean, it's it's almost like he's still using the Baylor playbook, but he's doing it for Nebraska. I think he found religion, didn't he? When he came to Waco and he realized, hey, <laughs> there's a lot of good football players in this state. He probably already always knew it. But then he, when you got to see it up close, you realize how huge it is. I find it kind of fascinating to watch what he's trying to build at Nebraska because, in a sense, he's using Texas almost like a neighboring state or almost like a primary state the way, the way he is. In fact, he was in – he was spotted in Waco just yesterday making his way around, maybe seeing some old friends. So it, hasn't that been interesting – uh, Chris, to kind of watch Matt Rule and and how he has approached this Nebraska job. Absolutely. Um, I was at the AFCA convention, which is a big coaches convention, uh, last week in Charlotte, and they have a uh, they have a Texas high school coaches social every year at the AFCA. Um, hundreds of Texas high school coaches are in the building, and every college staff in the state has at least some representation there. And Matt Rule had, I think, every single Nebraska staffer at that social um, there to talk to Texas high school coaches. So he's clearly made it a priority. And I think Nebraska um, is an excellent job in a lot of ways. Um, They are very passionate fan base. They've had a sellout streak that's the longest in the country. Um, They are very active on an NIL standpoint. They clearly have a brand that resonates with people. The biggest issue with Nebraska, the program, is its geography. Nebraska and the surrounding states near it simply do not produce enough high-caliber prospects to sustain a national champion, at least in 2022 or 2023. And by focusing on Texas, as you said, almost as a bordering, neighboring primary state, Matt Rule is trying to get around that idea. Um, I I don't know if Texas players are going to be willing to take that like 15-hour trip to Nebraska. I might be exaggerating. I'm not sure how far it is um, from Texas to Lincoln, but it's a long drive and their families, but if you can convince enough of them to consider Nebraska and have that as a base of your roster, then Nebraska, given all its other resources, can certainly be competitive in 2023. So I think it's a smart strategy. Chris Hummer joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, 24-7 sports. He follows the uh, transfer portal. Spencer Sanders finally uh, comes out on the other side of the portal and lands in old Ole Miss 
boy, what an interesting quarterback room that's going to be. The uh, the news of Walker Howard. They already have Jackson Dart. Uh, this this becomes Chris one of the more fascinating quarterback battles in the country. Did this one? Is this kind of how you saw it going? I think Sanders also had um, uh, Auburn in the mix. What along the way? Where did you kind of think he was going to end up? Did this uh, surprise you at all? Uh, not not. I mean, I guess it kind of surprised me, given the timing that Walker Howard. Uh, committed earlier this week. It's just um, an interesting way to see how that lined up. Had Spencer Sanders committed first ahead of Walker Howard, I don't think anybody would have batted an eye because Walker's more of a long-term projection than he is like a competitor in that room with Jackson Dart. Um, but I had, record- I had reported back in December that Ole Miss was very interested in Span- Spencer along with Auburn. Those have been the two teams all the way for him. Um, so to see him pick Ole Miss was not a huge shock. I think the uh, the appeal of playing for Lane Kiffin and being in that offense was difficult for Spencer to pass up. And talking to people around that program, I think they think they can upgrade over Jackson Dart, or at least they hope this new competition elevates Jackson's game. So this is a uh, this is a play by Ole Miss to elevate the competition in their quarterback room. And Spencer, when he's on, is been a first-team All-Big 12 quarterback in his career and is perfectly capable of uh, being successful at Ole Miss. All right, what did you make of uh, Baylor in the portal? Much more active (coughs) than they have been in the past. In the past, they've been pretty selective, and you might get two or three. I think it was somewhere more the neighborhood of seven or eight this time around, so got a lot more active as you're seeing around the country, but but they needed a quarterback, and they land one from Mississippi State in Sawyer Robertson. Think back to his time at Lubbock Coronado. I know you kind of tracked these guys over the years. What what do you think Baylor's getting in Sawyer Robertson? And when you kind of study this and talk to people, how much of a a competition do you think is about to happen? Uh, because Baylor also added another uh, uh, quarterback out of Northern Arizona today uh and so it, I, I think it'll be a, a an interesting quarterback battle what did you make of of that addition at baylor well when kyron jones left like baylor really didn't have a choice like you can't have one scholarship arm in your room so they had to go get somebody and getting sawyer i think is a really smart decision he is somebody i think eventually that can push blake Shapin. um high upside guy um, pretty developed in terms of accuracy. He just didn't have a pass to the field at Mississippi State with Will Rogers ahead of him. Um, so I think it's both a long-term play in the room um, from a depth perspective, like if Blake Shapen moves on. Sawyer's a guy that could potentially start in 2024 if he doesn't push him for the job now. And then adding R.J. Martinez like they did today is just adding another experienced arm who has played a lot of snaps in case Blake gets hurt or um, struggles at times. So I think this is what you have to do in 2023. Quarterbacks are going to move around. Um, this is the second offseason in a row. Baylor's lost a notable quarterback to the portal. Um, obviously, Gary Bohannon was the starter, and uh, Kyron Jones was not, but Kyron was kind of viewed as the future of the room, and he clearly did not want to wait. So you have to adjust, and I think Baylor's done a nice job of that overall. I really like some of Baylor's other takes. Um Jake Roberts was a really productive tight end at UNT. Um, he has got NFL potential. Keytron Jackson's my favorite player in the class, the wide receiver coming over from Arkansas. 
I think he was the most talented wide receiver at Arkansas last year, even if the numbers don't reflect that. Um, he's got significant NFL upside, um, and Baylor needs um, difference makers on the outside. So there have been some really nice pieces, like obviously Clark Barrington is very familiar with what he's stepping into at Baylor in terms of the scheme. So um, Campbell Barrington as well. So some nice pieces and plugging some holes that Baylor clearly had after not having the season it would have liked to have had in 2023 or 2022. We're looking for more Barringtons. If there, if you hear of any uh, other <laughs> Barrington brothers, would like to to bring that in. I, I was reading your winners and losers in the portal, and interestingly, the um, Texas A and M, which set some kind of record for most departures, somewhere either twenty four or twenty five. I think I feel like I've seen the different numbers, but had a ton of people leave. What was your thought um, on how Texas A and M did? They do some good things in terms of <clears throat> trying to bring a few people in. I mean, obviously they're not going to replace twenty five uh, departures in the uh, portal what because i noticed i don't think you had them on here as a winner or loser in the um, in the portal what was your takeaway from how they've done uh in the in the portal thus far other than just losing a ton of p- uh, players yeah i think um something that gets lost in portal departures um is a little bit of context um, not all mass departures are created equal. Like Oklahoma State lost anywhere from seven to nine starters, depending on how you want to calculate it. Texas A&M, despite losing, I think, 27 players to the portal, lost no starters, um, except for Devin, Denver Harris, um, if you want to argue that. But he's suspended midway through the season. So while it looks really bad and a lot of high-profile Aggies moved on, at least high profile from a recruiting standpoint, those guys largely were not playing key roles in the team. Um, the best ones Texas A&M lost um, were largely already suspended. I'm thinking of Anthony Lucas. I'm thinking of Denver Harris. I'm thinking of Smoke Boye. I'm thinking of PJ Williams. All top 100 recruits in the 2022 class, but probably didn't have much of a future on Texas A&M's campus anyway. Chris Marshall should be uh, thrown in there. So while it is painful for AM to lose so many of those young promising players um given maybe some of the cultural adjustments that are going to come in the locker room that can be considered a net positive potentially um plus they brought in two of the best cornerbacks in the portal and tony grimes and sam mccall from florida state um so i i just i think there have been bigger losers in the portal if that makes sense than texas a&m despite all the uh numerical losses it had Okay, I like that. You didn't just take the, a huge number of departures and go, okay, you guys are losers because of that. That is, uh, that is very interesting. Uh, Chris, thanks for bringing context to the show. That's something I try to stay away from, but uh, I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I did notice one of the winners, and there are a lot of these Power 5 programs, but then uh, a Group of 5 program, uh, SMU shows up on there. And it's interesting that Rhett Lashley, obviously his familiarity with Sonny Dykes, and, and uh, I, I really find some of these transfers interesting because Rhett came from Miami, <clears throat> and, and boy, several players from Miami are going to end up on the SMU campus. SMU under Sonny had been extremely active in the portal. They did not wait around. Well, they, they would get hot and heavy in it, and you've got SMU as a winner. And, and, boy, they are a team that will sometimes go get some of these guys like, that, that have been great prospects in the past. Did, did, is the reason you like them just because of the 
just big, you think these are big time impact players they brought in? Yeah, well, uh, first I want to say, like, I don't often bring context to situations. If you want to have me on for some Cowboys takes, sometimes I severely lack context. But um, <laughs> Okay, I'll keep the, that in mind. Uh, as for the SMU transfers specifically, um, I think a lot of them are instant impact guys. Um, SMU's defense, I believe, finished something like 116th nationally in yards allowed per play last year. I think they have nine starters uh they have nine defenders that they've taken in from the transfer portal and i think every single one of them will either start or be in the two deep so these are guys who are going to make an immediate impact and even outside that defensive group you've got guys like lj johnson coming from over from texas a&m who's going to contribute right away in the backfield you've got guys like Keyshawn smith coming over from miami who was a really good player as a freshman two years ago before he was hurt this year so there's a lot of instant impact players for this SMU roster. Um, I know I talked a second ago about how volume doesn't really matter as much as quality. Um, I think SMU this offseason has managed with their scouting and with their acquisitions to combine the two, and it's really going to help them in a reworked American Athletic Conference that's going to be diluted considerably after teams like Houston and UCF left the league. Well, I like that. Uh, this is, these are interesting uh, people. You can follow uh, Chris on Twitter, of course, but also uh, 247sports.com, this winners and losers column. I uh, always love stuff like that, and, and I can kind of zero in, and, and, and you have comments on everybody. I, and I like, boy, this is, uh, I guess you did write for, what is this, 5,000 words or something? I noticed y'all listed this as a long-form piece. So I think you did empty the notebook in this thing, which I like. You can follow Chris at, at Chris underscore Hummer, H-U-M-M-E-R, and uh, has some great information on the portal. All right, Chris, we'll finish strong. I mean, I don't even think about the signing day. Isn't that funny? The way it goes now with the early signing day, it's like, wait, there's something that happens in February too. But I guess there'll be a few stragglers that come in and uh, and and sign for what used to be the big time signing day. Chris, by the way, do you think uh, do you think that'll change pretty soon? I mean, it seems like everybody, all these coaches, hate the early signing period being like on the 22nd or whatever it ends up. Uh, do you think that'll change here pretty soon? Um. I, I know a lot of coaches hope so. Um, I think it is definitely in the pipeline of potentially changing that. I think if it does change, we'll get rid of the early signing period and then have a uh, like a summer signing period for high school players who want to sign that early. But, um, yeah, I think with the way the calendar sets up, it's a very difficult thing for everybody involved in college athletics um, just because of how the timing works out. Yeah. Yeah, Baylor was doing it, all his bowl stuff on the day it happened, uh, and that made for interesting interesting coverage and interesting for the coaches and everybody involved. Hey, Chris, appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, man. Chris Hummer, 24-7 Sports. You may know it as 247, but uh, good stuff out there, and Chris does a nice job on the national front. And I don't know, Aaron, I feel like, some of these places like 24-7 have special access to the portal. They seem to see it before almost anybody else does. I would imagine the the coaches at these different places, everybody's kind of has access to the portal. You're constantly checking it. 
But, boy, I, I think 24-7 basically gets it in real time at the same time a lot of these coaches hear about it. And so it's always kind of fun to see. Aaron, I like that. Um, as we send out the uh, the Twitter or the tweet about this, uh, about our interview, <clears throat> I like what he said about um, Keytron Jackson. I think he said, what did he say? That was his favorite player in Baylor's class. And, uh, oh, I, that's what I liked that he said. He said he thinks that was the – the best wide receiver on the Arkansas roster. So that makes me feel good. I like that. I like uh, I like it when Chris says nice things about my alma mater. All right. <clears throat> We're going to continue the program, and I'm going to give you the latest. The quarterback talk today, Dak Prescott, as the Cowboys get closer to that huge matchup. The divisional round is upon us. It, uh, it will be 530 against those 49ers on Sunday. We'll talk more about it next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our Baylor Coaches Show returns tonight live from Rudy's. Plus, Baylor women's basketball back on the winning track with a win over Kansas State. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with the deal of all deals. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on the new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event is happening now at Alan Samuel in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, and here on ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. That is tonight for the return of our Baylor Coaches Show for the spring semester. Come join us beginning at 6 p.m. tonight, 6 to 7, live from Rudy's, and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and men's basketball head coach Scott Drew. That's tonight, beginning at 6, live from Rudy's. Last night in the Farrell Center, Baylor women's basketball snapped their short two-game losing skid with a 69-48 win over the Kansas State Wildcats. Baylor very impressive with 28 assists on 29 made baskets in the game. Dariana Littlepage-Bugs led the way with 19 points and 11 rebounds, her seventh double-double of the season. After the game, head coach Nikki Collin already turning the page to Sunday's game with Texas. This was good for us just going into the Texas game. Um, really important to have like a little momentum coming in. Now, obviously, stylistically, it's like night and day. Texas isn't going to play a zone. Um, they sure as heck aren't going to pick us up at the three-point line. 
And so, and as far as I know, they lost. Did they end up coming back or did they lose them? Right? Texas Tech has gotten them twice, uh, once last year too. So, um, you know, so they're going to be even a little edgier, you know, when they come in here. So um, I would just challenge our fan base um, to rise up. You know, we, we really need this to be our best crowd so far this season. And I mean our best crowd um, by 30 or 40 percent. Like we need people. This team needs people. This team deserves people cheering them on. And because and, um, I promise you they're going to be there at Moody when we go down there. So, you know, we, we've got to show them, um, you know, but we're, we're still there one game out of first place and clipping along. And we just got to play one game at a time. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women hosting the Texas Lady Longhorns Sunday in the Farrell Center. It's a 4 p.m. tip-off on Sunday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Rudy's and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Ready to score? Switch checking accounts to earn 4% APY at First Central Credit Union. It's a full court press with First Central's free Casasa checking that pays 4% APY and refunds all your ATM fees with a savings account combo that earns you money. This season, ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Make the switch. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield, eligibility, and qualification supply. Member NCUA. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254 704-709-2101 
or ubeo.com. Sparkle into the new year with DMRA Fine Jewelers. Now through January 31st, take up to 60% off during the DMRA January clearance event and save big on pieces from your favorite brands. New year, new jewelry at the DMRA Fine Jewelers January clearance event. Shop and save now at DMRA Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. It's the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce First Pitch Luncheon, Wednesday, January 25th at 11.30 at the Baylor Club, presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet, with keynote speaker Sean Tolleson, the former Los Angeles Dodger, Texas Ranger, and Baylor Bear. We'll also have season previews from Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, MCC baseball coach Tyler Johnson, and MCC softball coach Chris Berry. For tickets and more information, go to WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. That's WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women get back on track with a win in the Farrell Center over Kansas State last night, 69 to 48. The Bears will be back at home on Sunday hosting Texas. Four o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. TCU has found their offensive coordinator. Kendall Browse will leave Arkansas to join Sonny Dykes in Fort Worth as the Frogs' new OC. Five NFL teams will have home games abroad next season. The Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, and the New England Patriots will each host an international game next season. Jason Kidd not happy with the Mavs defense as the Mavericks lose to the Hawks 130-122. Cowboys add a kicker to their practice squad. Tristan Viciano will be the insurance in the wake of the Cowboys kicking woes on Monday night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas. And I have uh I tell you, last 24 hours, been watching a lot of tennis. We had Michael Woodson on earlier today. We'll be getting that out to you, uh, the uh, Baylor men's tennis coach. And one of the cool things is a Baylor player advanced to the third round, and he knocked off the number two seed in the Australian Open. That was Casper Rude, who's who he knocked off. Jensen Brooksby from Sacramento, California. Came to Baylor, redshirted while he had an injury, and then he turned pro. But he was on he was on campus. He was one of the Bears, and uh, uh, boy, the team loved him. He fit in great, had a great personality, hugely competitive, and that is a fun guy to watch because he gets into it. He is, uh, I mean, he 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 is a very very expressive, emotional player. And when he did lose the third set. After he had like three match points, and he was up 5-3 in that set, and he could not put the set away, and he had to win it in the next set, which is always tough. Had to play another hour and 15 minutes, but he was way into it, and uh, it was just, uh, it was fun to watch. It was an incredible, uh, it, it just a, a big-time upset, and was the greatest victory of the young player's career, Jensen Brooksby who I believe is age 22 now, and uh, he'll have a chance to move on to the third round if in uh, Australian Open. 
it's a good, boy, it's late night, and then you can watch it in the morning because you just never know. I don't know exactly the time difference, but I was watching this morning while they were finishing up a match, and it went five hours and 45 minutes in air, and it finished at 4.05 a.m. in Australia on Friday. I think it was already the next day. And I was watching this thing, you know, from here. You know, I mean, it's just kind of strange how that works. And um, it was uh, it was incredible to watch. Aaron, that's, do you want me to explain the difference? Time zones? Let's have some time zone talk. Here on the Matt Mosley Show, uh, we do have, and that was good to have Chris Hummer on to break down some of this, uh, the portal news for you. And uh, Aaron had the news earlier. Aaron, remind us here in a second, um, the uh, particulars on the, and we don't have to break down his individual seasons, but the name and uh, Northern Arizona, Baylor goes and gets a quarterback from Northern Arizona, and I, I Martinez, uh, I believe is his name, and uh, RJ, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of uh, excited to see they need more people in the, in the quarterback room, and Sean Bell, yeah, R.J. Martinez, Aaron has confirmed. And I, I just, I kind of think that when you can add someone who's been a star at a lower level of college football, that's okay. You, you go do it. Think about the first-round choices that have been coming out of North Dakota State in recent years. Trey Lance being the most recent. Carson Wentz before him. Now, Aaron, the, the downside is yeah, neither one has totally worked out, but uh, they went, they they did, you know, get drafted in the first round, and Wentz had some good years and honestly helped that team win the Super Bowl. He had a great season, was headed toward a possible MVP, gets hurt, and then Foles took them, took them the rest of the way. Now, I always kind of like looking as we uh, get ready to shut it down today on a Thursday at kind of what's trending and i find it interesting that brett maher i mean still even days after that crazy performance where he missed four extra points consecutive extra points to begin that game finally connected on his fifth extra point of the night his pat um there was news earlier today that with a gusty wind brett maher this from bobby belt went six for six, kicking in the portion of practice open to the media. New kicker Tristan Viscaino, Viscaino went three for five. Maybe Brett has settled down, at least in practice. Uh, that was good. Now, let's see. We have another report that Maher was locked in today. This is Michael Gelkin, who joins us sometimes. Kicking outdoors in an approximate 20-mile-per-hour wind. Maher was 6-for-6. Six six. And um, we also had the same report. And then and then also, I thought this was fun, from Dak Prescott earlier today. He said, I'm a Money Maher fan. Has not lost, uh, have not, he says, hasn't lost, quote, any confidence in him. I think he'll get back to himself this week. As he has done here in practice today. I trust that guy all the way through. Aaron, does it almost sound like the Cowboys are trying to will this guy back into 
uh, almost kind of like some psychological stuff. I mean, it's kind of like he's sitting on the couch out at the Cowboys facility, and they're just trying to support him with everything they have. And um, I find it I find it an interesting process, and I don't blame them. What 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 are you going to say? No, we don't trust the kicker. I mean, if you're going to maybe use this guy in a huge game that could help you get to the NFC title game, you better support him, and you better say kind things about him. Aaron, I promise you, they'd rather not be talking about the kicker. But um, this is uh, this is a fascinating thing to watch how it plays out. The uh, the other thing, the other factor is we get ready for Cowboys and Niners on Sunday. Rookie quarterback for the Niners, Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, the last player taken in the draft. Um, boy, he's already etched his name in the record books in several different areas. A win would put him in the company of four other rookie quarterbacks who have reached the conference championship round. All right. A win would put him in the company of four other rookie quarterbacks. Aaron, this almost sounds like the right time for a Schmaltz trivia question. Schmaltz is one of the great sandwiches in all of Central Texas. Love Schmaltz, love Nelson Rue, great friend of mine, and they have been great sponsors. On Thursdays, we do the Schmaltz trivia question of the week. The question is, a win by Brock Purdy would put him in the company of four other rookie quarterbacks who have reached the conference championship round. All right, 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660, and you can win two free Schmaltz's sandwiches. One of the great sandwiches. I mean, honestly, Nelson, I don't want to give me ideas. He could charge like nine or ten bucks for those sandwiches. That's how good they are, and he doesn't even do that. It's not even close to that. I'm trying to think what a, what a, I don't know, I've, I've eaten about a million of them, probably like five, six bucks, but it's unbelievable quality. I mean, I'm telling you, I spent a lot of time in the Metroplex. The similar sandwich in the Metroplex, we're talking about you know, $10.50, $10. about what you'd spend for that kind of sandwich. Okay, here's the trivia. Here's the question again. A win by Brock Purdy would put him in the company of four other rookie quarterbacks who have reached the conference championship round. All right, Aaron, I'm going to help out just a little bit. Of the four, three of them were on the AFC side of things. All right, other four other rookie quarterbacks who have reached the conference championship round. All right, now don't be thinking about Super Bowls. Think about making it to AFC title games. So three of these pl- of the four rookies made it to the AFC title game and then one quarterback made it to the NFC title game. I'll even help you on that one. The NFC title game that the rookie made was, um, oh, and I, now I remember why he was in there. He was not the starter at the beginning of the season, but he, he was in there. This goes back to, wow, this is even, I'm, all this is coming back to me because I remember who they played in this game, in the NFC title game. That was 1999, 1999 for this NFC title game quarterback. Now, Aaron, this is kind of a tough one. 
I don't even think our group that Googles a bunch of stuff, I don't even think they're quick enough to possibly get this one right. Do we have any guesses flowing in yet? Again, the um, the uh, the line for guessing and winning the trivia question is 254-662-1660. And uh, the... The answer would be the three you know, three rookies that played in the AFC title game and then one that played in the NFC title game. And we asked this question today because Brock Purdy is getting ready to have a shot at being the fifth. I Today, there were a few people mad. I don't get mad at things like this because it just doesn't really concern me that much. But ESPN did a thing like five different categories <clears> – <throat> involving Dak and Brock Purdy and sort of like who to give the edge to, like five different things. Let's talk about like, you know, accuracy, um, leadership. You know, I, I don't I don't even know what all the five categories were. But, boy, some Cowboys fans were angry because Purdy won three out of the five. He won the matchups three to two as the vote on that first take show. Aaron, you watch that sometimes. You're not a man who likes to face the day too early, but occasionally you'll wake up and kind of see what's happening on first take. And uh, and they gave it to Brock Purdy as the edge over Dak. Is that unfair? Maybe it might be ridiculous. I I don't. I think with Dak's career. And let's not act like he's accomplished a ton as far as playoff wins, but from an experience factor and just from what he's done, the man's put up huge numbers. And and he's had a tremendous career so far. I mean, especially given where he was taken the fourth round. Now, of course, Brock Purdy was taken the seventh round. I like Aaron's I like Aaron's spirit right there. Ridiculous. Ridiculous that they have they give the quarterback edge to Brock Purdy. Now, he may have better surrounding players, but that's not the question. How do you give the edge to Brock Purdy over Dak Prescott? All right, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up, and uh, hopefully we'll have a winner to announce. We'll do it next. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Do you know that during this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care to help local patients in need. Donate blood, save lives. Visit carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Brian Reese here, General Manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese, and I will get your knees in the breeze. 
La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delicious Tex-Mex food online at lafiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy New Year. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. The thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women get back on track with a win in the Farrell Center over Kansas State last night, 69 to 48. The Bears will be back at home on Sunday hosting Texas, four o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. TCU has found their offensive coordinator, Kendall Bryles, will leave Arkansas to join Sunny Dykes in Fort Worth as the Frogs' new OC. Five NFL teams will have home games abroad next season. The Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, and the New England Patriots will each host an international game next season. Jason Kidd not happy with the Mavs defense as the Mavericks lose to the Hawks 130-122. Cowboys add a kicker to their practice squad. Tristan Viciano will be the insurance in the wake of the Cowboys kicking woes on Monday night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we do have to say goodbye. And uh, much as I hate that, I did want to leave you with some good news. We did have a winner of those two free schmaltzes sandwiches. Thank you, Nelson Rue. Thank you for making those wonderful sandwiches and toasting that bread just like we like it. And then sometimes having that jalapeno bread. Oh, man. All right, we did have a winner, and I'll give you the answer of the trivia question. But Jason Langford, Jason Langford, I would have to assume Jason's a 
steady listener, as most of our people are, a loyal listener. You listen, you win. Jason, good to have you. Good to have you. Jason uh, comes to us from the 254. So somewhere out there. Jason, where are you heading? Where are you hanging out? Text in today. Uh, I mean, we won't say like what what we won't give your address out or anything. I'm just kind of curious what uh, what community you're in. Maybe it's the greater Waco area. Uh, okay, the um, you think Jason? <laughs> do you think Jason's worried about me giving his address? Aaron, what's the? <laughs> give me his full number real quick. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, um, let's uh, let me give you the answer to the trivia question, which is Brock Purdy can join an exclusive group of other rookie quarterbacks who've reached the conference championship round. Other rookies who've reached the conference championship round. Mark Sanchez, New York Jets, 2009. Joe Flacco, Baltimore Ravens, 2008. Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers, 2004. Sean King, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1999. That's right, Dilfer got hurt. Sean King comes right into the rescue and gets him to the conference championship game and, um, yep, fell to the eventual Super Bowl winners, the then St. Louis Rams. All right, that is all the time we have for today. Have a great evening. We'll see you back here for Friday's show, 4 o'clock tomorrow. Thank you. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's time for a check of Big 12 hoops on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, we'll look at the two games completed the Big 12 last night, including Oklahoma State winning the first installment of Bedlam. Details straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. If you like the bale of gear John's wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore or 24-7 online at BaylorShop.com. Sparkle into the new year with DMRA Fine Jewelers. Now through January 31st, take up to 60% off during the DMRA January clearance event and save big on pieces from your favorite brands. New year, new jewelry at the DMRA Fine Jewelers January clearance event. Shop and save now at DMRA Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. Now for an inside look at Big 12.